Oh no no, oh no no, it's another episode of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. You've entered the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. All right, welcome back to the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker. None of us are lawyers, and none of us have any opinions of any bearing or matter or value or value absolutely so here we are yet another episode in fact i I think it should be mentioned this is our 20th episode am i right number two zero twenty two zero i can't (laughs) can't believe it either (laughs) i can't believe we've been doing it this long to be honest i counted we have a balloon drop set up (laughs) just the shape of our heads All the shape of balloons. So, uh, yeah, yes, that's right. You came out on like episode three, Brendan. And, uh, that's right. So you stuck. I'm surprised you stuck it out this long. There's been many a, many a Wednesday afternoon. I've watched, uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I have it in me tonight. Just can't face it. But here I am. And as such, I've brought in our next client, uh, possibly, oh. possibly one of the most important clients I think we may have discussed in at least since cryptids. Probably. At least since last week. Since last week. Yeah. Uh, and that is democracy, a steaming pile of democracy. That's what we're here to discuss. Oh, yes. That's what's on the table, literally <laughs> on the table. There's a steaming pile on tables across this country. There, there is a steaming pile of, of democracy on people's tables, which will be there come Thanksgiving. Unflushed. So you'll, be, you'll be passing the steaming pile of democracy along with the turkey and the cranberry sauce. Like it's so, a huge turd in our national toilet, and the flusher is not working. The, it, nat- it really, the toilet the national tank is toilet. How large yeah. would that toilet have to be with the national toilet? Americans shit a lot. We're all obese. We eat too much. So it would be big. It's a big toilet for the sure. Great Lakes. So, the so what does this what does this client mean to you, Brendan? Since you wrangled well, it, since you roped it in. I roped it in because there's so much, uh, especially down here, so much uh, division in terms of. The, even just the popular election and, and the voting and all that, in that the question for me is, is democracy, one, do we really have it? Two, is it worth achieving? And what does that mean for our future? And that's, uh, I think, what we're really here to talk about. Well, I can answer the question about democracy. It's like we definitely do not have a democracy in this country. Our country is really a republic more than a democracy. It's not fully of the people, by the people, and for the people. Ergo, the Electoral College ensures that that's the case. The old Republic, like in Star Wars. And now we've got Sith Lords coming in, making an empire. (laughs) Just a Republic, as in Plato. (laughs) Oh, I said that as I pushed my glasses up nerdily. (laughs) Or the Sith Lord Platovius. (laughs) Darth Platovius, I think it was. Yes. Were they all Darths in Star Wars? I mean, did they all have to have the title Darth? I think that was a title of a like general or high yeah. commander. Was was the Emperor a Darth? No, Darth. he was above them all. No, he well, was actually, Darth, I think Sidious. Darth Sidious. Yeah, oh, right, you're right. right. He was right. A Darth. Yeah. One Darth to rule them all, one Darth to bind them. Um, and I think Wayne's World would have been a whole completely different thing if it would have been Wayne and Darth as opposed to Wayne and Garth. <laughs> a different or, movie, yes. And you wonder, like, when did uh, Garth Brooks change his name um, 
so that he seems pleasant and kind as a country music singer. And he was, he's actually Darth Brooks and he's, pass. he was out killing, um, killing other country artists at the time that made him so popular. That's my, my theory. That's anyway, what happened, yeah. Once again, I've derailed the conversation. You did bring up the point of, we don't have a democracy, right? And that yeah. we have this electoral college and there's been a lot of debate and I'd like to get your guys' opinion on this. Do we really need an electoral college? Does it I have know. a valid purpose? I like Easy the, answer. I no. like the electoral college, honestly. Because you don't trust the chuckleheads out there. I don't. Well, you know, I think there needs to be a legitimate voice for people in rural communities. Because even in most of the states, um, if you look just at the the land graphs, the more predominant popular votes are around the cities, and you know, obviously state governments are going to affect what goes on in the rural areas a lot more than the federal government. But still, I think there needs to be some kind of a voice for rural tenants of this country. And I think the Electoral College helps even that out a little bit, you know. And you know, the fact is, is that still Biden was able to utilize the Electoral College in his favor, you know, because he won, what, by 5 million votes? Well, that's essentially like less than the population in New York City. And it just to me, it just doesn't seem fair for the population of New York City to regulate what goes on in Wyoming. You know? But there are more people, though. There's also the argument that like California has two senators, so does South Dakota. But California has a lot of people that are basically represented by two people. And a handful of people in South Dakota get the same amount of representation Senate. For the senators, but not for the representatives, and which no, is why exactly. there's the two houses. And I think that yeah. is where that helps balance that out a little bit, too, in terms of, you know, population. And, and, and in terms of uh, how many Republicans and how many Democrats are in a particular county, you know, I think that gives it a little more weight there. But I think on a national level, a federal level, you know, for me, it actually makes the elections more fun, honestly. <laughs> it I makes like, it all I kind of like seeing the bickering that occurs. You're insane. <laughs> I like to the fighting between Gore and Bush way back when. And, really? And Even our democracy. It, it, it adds, like, some color to our national history, you know? I don't want any more color. Knowing that <laughs> Rutherford B. Colorful. Hayes and Samuel Tilden went at it because Hayes had the... Uh, less of the popular vote than Tilden, but was able to be Tilden out and, and became like this uh, standard by which things change. But, you know, here's a, here's a fascinating thing. Um, they didn't, I think it was the 1876 election for Tilden and uh, Hayes. They never conceded who the president was going to be. Neither, both of them said that they won up until like two days before the inauguration. Ah, so this is not unprecedented. No, no, it's definitely not. I, mean, I thought it was a very interesting piece of trivia that I came across that that was the case, you know, up to two days before. You know, and I think even the, the Gore, Gore Bush was fascinating because Gore conceded and then he retracted his concession and then he conceded again a little bit later once things came down. Then you have like uh, Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan where Carter couldn't wait to concede before even a lot of the results were in and he conceded the election while Reagan and his wife were actually taking showers. And so you can imagine like Reagan's like running to get his phone wrapped in a towel to find <laughs> out that Jimmy Carter is gone. You win. Wait I'll let you be president. 
were the Reagans showering together? Don't know. Hot. Don't don't know. I think maybe they took turns. But mm. the the quote from Reagan was, "I was not expecting the call while my while I was wrapped in a towel that uh, I won the election." Was the math against Jimmy Carter like he couldn't have won anyway, so he knew the jig was up? That or he was just like so tired of being crucified by people in the press. He's like, I'm just down. I'm going to give it to Reagan anyway. I didn't really want to be president again. So, I'm going back to my peanut farm. Fuck I'm going to go back and I'm just going to build a better reputation for myself by building houses for homeless people. And that's where I think Carter ultimately won in the hearts of Americans was by being a decent human being after he left office as opposed to doing a crappy job of getting our people released from Iran when they were hostages for over a year. So I don't know if building houses for poor people is so great because you're de-incentivizing them. You're not teaching them to the fish. Houses. Well, exactly. no, I, think, I think they also work on the houses, too. I'm kidding. With Habitat for <laughs> Humanity. I was going to say, I was being the, sarcastic. What the hell are you talking about? You know, I, I like Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is kind of the Mr. Rogers president. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was just such a nice guy and, you know, and wholesome. He not really had a president like that. That I can think of. That's no. right. I don't think any president has be, could be given that label. So I guess it's good that there was one who could get that label. Yeah. No. Yeah. Although there's certainly plenty of people who are Republicans who have nothing nice to say about Carter. So well, there's and that. Democrats. I have some Democratic friends who think he's the worst president of all time. Right. Yeah. And they're wrong. They're, they're stupid. <laughs> my friends well he he wasn't that great which is probably why he oh. uh, got booted out of office you know yeah yeah he wasn't that great overall. but he wasn't he wasn't that bad but at least he wasn't a horrible human being so like on the polar opposite scale i think you've got carter on one end and trump on the other yeah you could say though that him bringing the middle east together i don't think any president was as successful at that that's a fucking hellhole over there that the problems they got you know the camp david stuff that was pretty amazing that was a very diplomatic coup you're talking about the salt uh, the salt treaties i'm not that was salt i thought that was no that's nuclear arms with russia i'm talking oh, about right. camp david with uh getting but oh, like sadat to sit Bagan, down with Anwar right. sadat and right they, they made some really that was impressive all right it's a little bit until sadat got assassinated yeah, that's not his fault. Or or is it? Well, I don't know that it was Sadat's fault. <laughs> he was asking for it. He was like, asking for Could somebody please come and assassinate me? I'd really appreciate it. What was he wearing at the time? Yeah. It was probably like a, probably a cheerleader outfit. You know, some sort of low cut yeah. Yeah. tunic. Right. Something. <laughs> First you put the image of the Reagan showering together, and now this guy's. Like Sadat in a cheerleader outfit, yes. I have to perfect. check out for a few minutes and go to the bathroom. <laughs> That not worked attracted out. to Reagan in a towel. Yes. <laughs> Slowly Maybe. gathering Nancy's body. All right, well, let's take a look at our, our current election. So currently, um, Trump is still uh, stating that he won and that there is voter fraud happening. And there are, from, what, from at least what Stephen Colbert says, there have been 10 cases that uh, the Republicans have brought to court and they have won none of them. They've all been shot down of those 10 cases in terms of the voter fraud. Right. So do you guys think there has actually been any voter fraud that has happened? I'm sure there always is a few, but 
every it seems like every expert says no this it was a myth in 2016 when he claimed it anyone who knew about the election was like what is he talking about this was well, he, basically he, i think he just wanted to win it bigger I know that's why he was yeah, saying there exactly. was a like that. But he like, was lying then, well, and I, I think he's lying now. He is the best at rumor mongering. I've got to give Trump yeah. credit for that because all he does, I think he he operates on the concept of the power of suggestion. Yeah. In other words, he tosses out all these various different ideas that came to him while he was sleeping or jerking off or whatever, that he's throwing against the proverbial wall like spaghetti to see what sticks there. And with that, like, um, moves on with it farther. I, I kind of think that jerking off and semen against the wall would have been a better. <laughs> kept the analogy consistent. I, I think I was trying to stay away from that imagery in my own mind because I think right now I need to take like a welding torch to my eyeballs for at least the thought of it. <laughs> I need a cold shower now. God, guys, stop it. Stop You're the blue just talk. Really getting Shoot into Trump. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's episode, presidential porn. <laughs> Hot presidents. That's why it's a steaming pile of democracy. Two presidents, one cup. So, you should have called it hunka hunka burning democracy, maybe. Hunka, yeah, the alternate go. title of this. Right. There, there, a, I mean, my bowels versus type of democracy. There's always some level of shenanigans at the local level, but nowhere near. Anytime this has been you know, looked at not just in this election or even in 2016 in pre-elections, local elections for, you know, House or Senate or whatever. It's, there's always something that turns up, but it's so small and so insignificant that it's not going to throw the election. That's the, and the thing that Trump did, which really damages his case this time, is he was such a whiny bitch the time he won. So yeah. the time he won, he said it was fraud. Yeah. And now he doesn't win and it's fraud. Well, you know, come on. Man, I think that election day went pretty smoothly. But did you guys hear about there was one instance of in some area of the country, there were these robocalls where they were telling people it's very busy today at your polling station. Vote tomorrow. (laughs) This is on election day, preying on people being dumb enough to think, oh, I'll just go November the day after election day to vote. They're telling me. If the, the people believe there. that, they really don't deserve to vote. Uh, I don't you could say it. that, but I did say well, that. Still, and, and I, I agree stand with this year was different. This year, because of COVID, maybe they believed it because, like, hey, everything's different this year because of the shutdown. Really, Greg, if somebody came up to you and said that, would you have believed them? No, but... You would have gotten some random robocall. Would you have believed it, Greg? I Just because someone's dumb, I still want their vote to count. Because they might be smart about other things. They might know and, a lot about other things. But well, just, I mean, they don't know about the internet and double-checking things to make sure those things are closed or open. Yes, they're dumb. All they right, then they don't to deserve vote. to vote, Greg. Oh, come on. And, and, here, and, and, and this cuts to the heart of why democracy doesn't really work. Yes, exactly. Because there are just too many stupid, crazy people in the world. And the reason I say that is, yes, Biden won, but not by enough. No. The House lost... They didn't get the Senate. There was a lot of people that went out and voted for Trump. A tremendous amount of people. There's a lot of people. That, oh, what? Sorry. Continue, Matt. Well, I, no, go ahead, Greg. Well, I was just going to say, and all the pundits are saying like, oh, but he's, nobody's in the Republican side is complaining about voter fraud for the Senate. You know, if supposedly there was all this voter fraud, maybe we should really look at these Senate races and <laughs> congressional seats. I, but no, I had, this, I had the thing. same thought about that, exactly. Yeah. So that's why these cases are being rejected, because they're seeing that the votes 
you know, they're all in the same bill. I think that Trump actually thinks that people are only using ballot boxes these days to vote. In other words, it's just an actual literal cardboard box that somebody's stuffing like they're hastily crayon scrolled vote for president into, you know, and then there's guys coming along behind it, stuffing it with other ballots that they hand created as well. I think that's the actual visual that Trump has when he keeps talking about the voter fraud happening is he's, he's not realizing that there's modern ways of voting. You know, it's just yeah. all like the old Tammany hall method. Of right. I think he knows fraud. he's lying. Cause he voted by I mail don't himself. Know. He voted by mail himself, you know? I, I do know this, like in Florida, we're pretty sophisticated, if we can say anything about Florida, because I think we took so much on the chin for the 2000 election. But Holly could go back. She went while the votes were still being counted. She went because we filled in our, our mail-in ballot, but we dropped it off. So she was like, oh, God, I wonder if they counted. But there was like a barcode. And I don't know what she did. But somehow she could check the barcode. And it, on the website, it said, yes, your vote has been registered. Yeah, we have a similar thing in Oregon too. But they've been doing mail. We've been doing mail-in ballots for as long as I've been here in Oregon, which is since two thousand and four. Yeah. So I actually prefer it to having to go to a fucking voter waiting to uh, vote. Well, they also say it's the least not. hackable. You know, it's like it's the safest way to vote as far as no shenanigans. But mail it's, it would be harder to make shenanigans in person. You mean uh, mail-in votes? That's why they started the mail-in votes. Mail-in votes nah, been very it's not harder for shenanigans. That's what counterfeiters are all about. Counterfeiters it's, are great no, at counterfeiting things. But you got computer voting machines, you know, electronic voting machines. You could just do a massive hack. It'd be like, hey, Vladimir sure. Putin won the election. Yeah, I mean, same the, thing applies. It'd be ludicrous. The mail-in ballot here is the same as the one you fill out at the at the place. You know, you get this long sheet. I don't know what it's like in Oregon. But you get this long sheet. You fill in the little bubbles. And then you go into a little reader and, and it reads the thing. I got the exact same ballot. I just got it in the mail. And if I'd wanted to put it in the envelope and mail it in, if I had done it ahead of time, it's the same thing My is my point, Greg. It's, it's not yeah. any less or more hackable. I enjoyed going to the polls because I thought it was such a interesting experience to see the people there. And I don't know. I was... It was nostalgic. I don't know. But this year, I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I was yeah. never a fan of going to the polling places to vote. I was just like, uh, do I have to go to these places with all these rednecks? You know, not that everybody's a redneck, but it just felt that way. Can we rewind a bit, though? Is part of representational, I'm sorry, a republic, is electoral college, like, that's what makes us a republic? I just thought it was just having a Senate and representatives who represent their constituents. Wait, tell us what representatives college, do again. They represent. Is that what representatives do? And, and senators, they senate for us. If they're just like, you can only see their hands, they're hands sanitizing. But I think you could have a republic, a valid republic, and you wouldn't have to have an electoral cause. I don't think that's part of the definition. That seemed like something the founding no, fathers that's, didn't that's trust not the part of the definition of what a republic is it's just yeah. that it gives it the quality of a republic because of it it's right. not one-on-one -on -one, the people running things i thought we were though already just having rep uh, representatives and senators but, you know people aren't raising their hand in america to count my vote every single vote we vote people in maybe i'm missing your question because it sounds like you already know what it means well, I, mean, I was that i thought it didn't mean that i just thought the electoral college was another perverse addition to it as 
you can have a republic without an electoral college. All right, well, let me give you the exact definition of republic from the internet, which you can believe or not. Uh, it's a state in which supreme power is held by the people and their elected representatives, and which has an elected or nominated president rather than a monarch. So that's a republic. Yeah. So it's a state with supreme power that's held by the people and their representatives. So if it's a, yes. let's, we'll look up the word democracy and just to to make it equal because we are a democracy. That's when you put democracy, a jelly bean in different jars. A democracy is a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of a state, typically through elected representatives. So can you just discern the difference between the two? Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying the Electoral College has nothing to do with it. That's a, another well, thing we created yeah. that makes it even – I don't know if that is – it makes it worse than me. It makes it less democratic. Even though we are a republic, we have democratic institutions. Yes. And that's basically well, like, we don't trust the people. We don't down. trust the people, Greg. If we have I learned anything yeah. from the last know, two elections, we definitely don't trust the people. But what's the, the option? And we're part of those people that we don't trust. We don't trust the, 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 yeah. the real problem with a, a pure democracy where it's, you know, every vote counts the same as every other vote. Um, and so, you know, it's just mob rule. Yeah. Is what Matt said at the beginning is that, you know, you have a state like, I, I don't know, uh, yeah, Wyoming. There's nothing wrong with the good people of Wyoming, but they never are going to be able to outvote California or New York or, or no. Illinois or so they become less represented. So now you have a whole bunch of states and thereby people in those states whose representation at a federal level is not, is disproportionately, if, if it was, if it was a full democracy, our federal government would be very, very completely different. And I don't know that it would be any better. Yeah. It'd probably be worse, honestly. I mean, I think we need to have liberal and conservative voices. I think we have to have those voices balancing each other out because certain things need to have a conservative perspective and certain things need to have a liberal perspective. Otherwise they all go to hell in a handbasket because you're one speaking side... nonsense right now to me going right <laughs> over my head through my ears. But Greg, you don't even understand how much of a conservative point of view that you have. I do. I am not a wild, like Marxist Leninist, but um, yeah, I think con there's no conservatives left. If you're talking about the Republican party, it's like, yeah, they're barely none of those guys are conservative. Like William F. Buckley, yeah, that was a conservative. Didn't like his views. Yeah, but he's a measured, rational person from his you, perspective. You, th you think P.J. O'Rourke is not a measured, rational person? He is. I'm saying, but look at the Senate now in the House. You think Dennis I mean, Miller is not a rational person? Uh, some. Well, I just wish he was funnier. <laughs> he used to be funnier. We all wish we were funnier. Yeah, <laughs> he, he used was, to be he funnier. Was, he was funnier at a time. It just it, it a little bit it got older. P.J. O'Rourke was is, is really a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. Although I think he counts himself as a conservative, though. Cocktail conservative, you know, the old school. Like, just don't tax me. I'm not going to bomb abortion clinics or whatever. But now that's become the Republican mainstream, like the Christian fundamentalist thing, and it's kind of old conservatives are kind of like, God, this isn't my party anymore. What the hell? Yeah, that started happening. That started happening in the '80s. Reagan, yeah. Yeah, and then it just blame Jerry Falwell for that, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then it just got worse and worse and worse until the Republican Party. Uh, it was interesting. The Republican Party in the '90s 
when they were in the minority were kind of the, the smart party, the well-reasoned party, the people that thought shit through. Now it's completely like bizarro land. Like the Republicans have become these like kind of idiot rednecks and the Democrats are now the thoughtful party when they're not being idiot liberals. <laughs> right. And things just wind up going onto these extremes and it's like there's no real moderateness going on these days. All the, the Democrats tend to have more moderates, but they're being heavily influenced by the progressive left at the moment. And uh, some of those ideas are useful and some of them are not. And I think it's just a matter of how to get the, the balance in place fully, you know. But that's why we have a steaming pile of democracy. I think we've had too much moderation, though. Like, I think this is going to keep happening because we, we had a broken system forever where no. basically money buys votes. You got more money, you're probably going to win for the most part. It's, it's very heavily influenced towards the rich people who can buy candidates. And somebody's got to dismantle that shit. Like radically, we got to be like, because it, this is going to happen again. Trump's going to happen again. Some guy worse than Trump's going to come down the line until we fix our broken democracy, our steaming pile, stinky democracy. <laughs> well, who do you think, like if you were to look at all of the well-known people in the political and let's even say the entertainment world, who would be a worse person up there than Trump to get elected? Who could get elected? It's hard. Word-wise. Like I've said this before, even the worst guy at the bar that I know who gets 86 all the time, he's a pretty bad person. Well, but, Con- uh, yeah. Kanye West only got like 3,000 votes and he was in like a Utah, right? So, um, and then Jesse Ventura ran for president. I think you and I, Greg, were talking about this uh, over the week, over the this past week. Um, Jesse Ventura ran for president in Alaska as a member of the Green Party. He had some um, good ideas, that the body. And I think he won as the governor of Minnesota as a libertarian, or he was an independent, I think, when he... Yeah, he was an independent. Yeah, he was uh, the governor of minnesota but i was surpri- i was surprised to see him on the ballot in alaska though that surprised me and the only reason i found out is i just for the heck of it clicked on alaska to see what kind of votes they had and i saw that jesse ventura was one of their candidates for president i'm like i don't even know he's running I'm like if i had known ventura was running nationally eh, probably would have voted for him instead <laughs> hey what about what about vince mcmahon i think vince mcmahon if Might anybody, yeah, you know, you have a point there. He's a terrible person, too. And the thing is, he's in the he's cut from the same cloth as Trump. Yeah. You know. And especially if it's his evil character, Mr. McMahon, his <laughs> alter ego, that would be even worse. I thought his evil character is like chairman of the board or something. Well, he also calls him Mr. McMahon. That differentiates no. him from just Vince McMahon. He's a dude. <laughs> Mr. McMahon's a character is a the point is, but, but Trump was even on a show with McMahon yes. a couple of times. Like, and I think uh, he broke a chair over someone's back. Trump know, did. It's, it's like there's a clip. Yeah, of that. I think uh, I think that would be would would McMahon be a worse president than Trump? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he might force like all the senators and representatives to have to do cage matches if they want to get a vote through. That's a good idea. And you know <laughs> that like might that. actually be entertaining to see. Uh, Pelosi having to, uh, I don't know, half Nelson um, McConnell into a vote or something. Yeah, that could be entertaining. <laughs> Say how scrap, how scrappy really is Pelosi at that age? And I, I'm going to give him McConnell. He's got no neck. It'd be hard to get some kind of hold on. <laughs> yeah, his, his head just goes right into his shoulders. He's and he's kind of to give him a double suplex. Yeah, he's long and lanky. I'm, I'm, my money's on McConnell versus uh, uh, Pelosi. Pelosi, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know really who she could be because she's like 80 years old and a small lady. <laughs> yeah, she's not very big. Not a lot um, of weight. Not a lot of people, I think, that are in her weight class in uh, either the House of Representatives or in the Senate, for that matter. I'd like to see AOC uh, versus this clown congressman from Florida whose name is slipping my mind right now. He's been in the news a lot as a Trump guy. A Rubio? Or? No, 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 that's a senator. Rubio! I don't, I don't hate Marco Rubio. He's sold his soul, but he's not the worst. No, this guy's the clown that I think he was the one that brought the snowball into Congress. And oh, fuck, what was his name? I have to look. Frosty? Anyway, Frosty the Snowman, Frosty, yes. yes. Frosty the Jack Snow, Frost? Frosty the Snow representative. Mm. I can I see his face. I can't think of his name. But anyway. Snow miser. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. To prove that global warming is a hoax, he brought a snowball in. Brilliant. You can't argue with that science. There are still snowballs, i.e. global warming is a myth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I think if anybody ever watches the documentary Chasing Ice, um, I think they will come across that recognizing how the glaciers are melting at an astounding rate. And there are some glaciers that are being built up, but nowhere near in terms of the amount that are melting. Uh, so it's, it's such a, a serious issue that does have to be looked at. Now, um, I don't know enough about the science to be able to give a, a really value, uh, a conversation of any value on it. All I can do is just give opinion and, you know, hope nobody actually challenged me on my points of view. Here's a hypothetical, guys. If Trump, for all of his, his deplorableness, but on, on one hand, what if he was like the total green guy who's like, I don't, I'm going to be a total fascist. We got to get this done. Would, I might support the guy. I think this is a crisis situation where we're not figuring it out just by, oh, we're going to do some carbon tax. Wait, you're saying whatever. Trump is... I'm went, saying hypothetically. Went back into the Paris Accords? <laughs> yeah, somehow we just change of heart and became like, I'm Mr. Green. I am going to... In his final in his final month in office? Uh, well, where his most recent act was to fire the de Secretary of Defense? I'm saying... If I don't even happened, understand though. that so, one. So, so what... Imagine. So what you're Sorry. saying, Greg, is that you would accept or vote for a fascist if he had a strong record on the environment. And he was going to use fascism <laughs> to enforce environmental regulation. Is that the what you're saying? Things, the way that the world's going to end in 20 years, maybe that's what we need. It's, we're all going to die anyway. Oh, if we yeah. don't. If somebody doesn't just say, You're yeah, definitely a communist, Greg. Well, then I would suggest yes. I would suggest a, a faster way to get there would be just somebody who believes completely 100% in eugenics and starts eliminating people wholesale. Yeah. That's going to bring down greenhouse gases way faster than trying to figure out whatever alternative energy shit's going to take forever. Let's just start shooting that guy at the Starbucks who can't figure out what the fuck he wants, or the guy that's making the left turn, or everybody. You're on the same page that I'm on. I'm, I agree. I think Everybody we learned... that's on a cruise ship, bomb all the cruise ships. That, that gets rid of 20,000 people right there. You don't have to be that cruel. You could be a benevolent dictator. But, uh, yeah, well, I don't a know. benevolent monarch is probably the, the best form of government if you can find a benevolent one, because at least it's somebody who's in charge who's willing to work for everybody. However, um, it's not Jimmy something Carter. that's – Jimmy Carter. It's not something that's uh, – what's the word? Sustainable. 
it would be a, a non-eco-friendly form of government. I just think that the world isn't sustainable, and we're all going to be dead anyway in 20 years. The world is sustainable. Humans might not be, but the world That's is sustainable. What I mean. That's what yeah, people, I think, sorry. don't understand about the whole climate change thing. It's like, you know, we don't really have to do anything about it uh, unless we all want to survive. The fact is that Earth will heal itself at some point unless oh, we holy. drop bombs. And even if dropping bombs happen for a few thousand years, then I'll probably go back to normal. But I think that we're most, I think most of us are trying to avoid that particular fate. Yeah. Most of us, I think, are trying to continue That's to survive. But I think we've learned pleasure. through the virus, through the quarantine, how quickly the environment bounces back in terms of pollution yeah. and what have you. The pollution levels have dropped, had dropped so much because of the quarantine. It just goes to mm -hmm. show when we're not using the greenhouse gas the gas we're not causing yeah if we're not creating more greenhouse gases we're not using fossil fuels the environment tends to heal yeah. itself you know but we're not we're not doing that except when we we're forced to because of the shutdown right nobody will just say guys this has to get done i know we might take an economic hit there might be a depression for 20 years but this has got to get done well i have a feeling we're about to go into a depression for about five or ten years I have a feeling that's where we're real, regardless of Biden coming into office, you know, so everybody can have that glow of, oh, good, there'll be change, Trump's out of office. The fact is, is what he's inheriting is a supreme, ugly, ugly mess yeah. because the economy is going to go for a complete and heavy nosedive in the next six months, if not longer, um, if not sooner, I mean, because of all of the people who are out of work during the quarantine. Because of all the people whose businesses were shut down and they couldn't survive. All right, so we lost Brendan, everybody, because there's a hurricane right now happening in Clear in Florida. I think he's in Clearwater or Tampa Bay. Anyway. And uh, it, yeah. killed, it killed his router and uh, made his face freeze on the screen, looking like he was about to attack an ice cream cone for about a minute. It was fascinating. It's like his mouth is open and he was ready to pounce on an ice cream cone. And uh, and then I realized, you know, after he was frozen for a while, that we had lost our friend Brendan. Yes, so, but I'm back. Back to uh, talk about um, how we think Trump will handle this particular hurricane and will it be heading towards Alabama with a Sharpie uh, with with a trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. What, what, what happens is in my neighborhood is that um, – you, you, for those who've never been in a hurricane, there, there are these bands, these squalls. So it'll be fairly calm for a little while, and then it'll just go absolutely apeshit. The closer the storm gets, the less space, the less calm there is between the squalls. So the squalls start picking up. So that's kind of what we're heading into now. So we went through one, and it just took out the power for, I don't know, a minute. And then the power came back on, and then I just had to restart my router and blah, 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 and uh, here I am. Well, hopefully it won't happen again, but we're kind of like towards the tail end of the show. Oh, by the way, you should all know that we have no, we no longer have any more ballot voting PSAs happening on the episodes. So it's just the main ad at the beginning. Um, so there will no longer be an interruption telling everybody to go vote anymore. That is all over. The last episode, it disappeared. So we had a space where we had taken a break for a PSA to come in, and no PSA came in because, uh, you know, it was after the election. So, right. I know you're all very sad about not hearing my incredibly long, oh, badly done man. PSAs that I I'm did. I'm missing already. 
I think we I think we should just start making up fake sponsors, you know? We'll do ads. You no, know, that's not a bad idea, honestly. If you guys could come up with something and uh, we could just start reading off our own scripts where we'll bring in like our own new sponsor. If you guys are willing to be that creative, I'd be totally okay with that. I'll, I'll give it some thought. It would have you to know be me funny. and Brendan are all going to have things about having sex with animals. Companies <laughs> that cater to those people. You're, hey so, now. you're so muffled now, Greg. Uh, is you're this not, better? That's better, yeah. Tinder for dogs. Greg, I can't, Greg, what are you saying, Greg? I can't understand what you're saying. Even with your hand in front of your face, you still oh, sounded more clear than Greg did. <laughs> I've got I, bad I, technology. I'm Fred Flintstone in a George Justin world. <laughs> that should be your bumper sticker if you had a car. <laughs> in Latin. I'll translate yeah. into Latin. So yeah, I think what, what needs to happen is you need to have the microphone closer to your mouth. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise it works. Yeah, Does it just, sound okay? That's a little better. It sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Before it sounds kind of like you're underwater. That's not good. No, like well, Aquaman. it depends if people want to hear you. If people want to yeah. hear you, it's not good. People don't want to hear you. They're probably me. going, gosh, no. Did, did you catch, you guys must have caught this story, the, the, the Rudy Giuliani <laughs> press conference in front of the Four yeah. Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> if, if, if that wasn't the most perfect way to kind of cap off this whole goddamn thing, <laughs> I don't know what was. So well, I saw about the whole tweeting from Trump that was promoting it, too. That's the best right. part about it as well. Because Trump sent out a tweet saying the press conference is Four Seasons and then deleted that one and said Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Whereas people thought it was actually at the hotel Four Seasons, and turns out that what's nearby there, Greg, nearby the Four Seasons Total Landscaping, I know what's there. the is Four there's, Seasons Adult there's, Vibrator. There's the porn store. There's uh, a crematorium and a funeral parlor. And I think one of the talk show guys, I can't remember if it was Seth Meyers or Colbert, said it's like a one-stop shop for Giuliani. <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> Do a press conference from sex to grave, all in one shot. Perf out so I, and then die. So this isn't as fun to talk talk about, but I've heard scary stories that you know there's no law that says an elector, you know, that goes to the electoral college has to vote the way his constituent told him to. It's That's true. Before, yeah. And the Republicans have been actually like telling these guys, just like in states that are dominated by Republicans, they're just like just vote for Trump. You know, like so he could still win. I. Maybe I'm being Eeyore, or I'm being a little sourpuss, but I'm not that thrilled. I'm still scared. Well, sure, he could over. still win. That, that's yeah. kind of the purpose of the Electoral College is uh, to take it out of the hands of the idiots like us. You know. Oh, and put it into the hands of the guys dancing the league against the machine. But those, uh, those electors will have to face the wrath of whoever they would have to face if they actually did that. You know, but it's interesting that it was both Nebraska and Maine that split their electors in the uh, overall election, though. Like in, in Nebraska, one of the electors went to Biden, two went to Trump, and Maine was the opposite. Two went to Biden, one went to Trump. Did that reflect the, the constituency? What the, I, didn't, I didn't dig into it deeper than that. I just noticed that that was what was on the overall election map. You know, That just seems so shady. That's why getting back to the electoral college, I'd be glad that's revolution worthy. Like, yeah, for some reason, you're just hard to understand today, Greg. I'll just talk like, louder. Well, being louder, I don't think it's going to help. 
I thought he said something about rabbits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just yeah. very muffled. You need to put the microphone closer to your mouth, Greg. That's the only way you're yeah. going to be clear. Just do like one of these. Hello, test, test. Yeah, basically. Is this better? If I that's do this? so much better if you have it near your mouth. That's way better. Oh, I got my earbuds are broken. I think. Yeah, that's why I did it last week because it's telling I can hear you better now. Oh well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> hear us better. But I, well, I, good. I heard myself badly last week when listening to the podcast. I that's think why. we just need to get you to buy a laptop or something. Yeah, let's uh, p instead of a pizza fund, we'll have a laptop <laughs> fund. Yeah, that'll take a few years. <laughs> to no, get but to I, that stage. I, a lot of my friends are giving me shit, and they're like, "Greg, can't we just celebrate for one day?" And I haven't felt celebratory, like all these shenanigans. I'm like, oh. And I think what happens, no matter at the end of the day, Biden's going to win, Trump's going to go off to Mar-a-Lago. That happens. Just the fact that this is now part of America, the American experience. Every election, there'll be people contesting it like we're a fucking third world country. People used to step down, for the most part, not Wilford, Weatherford B. Hayes or whatever his name is. But for the most part, they're, they're acting in good faith and they step down, say the people have spoken. Now it's going to be like the fact that we have 40% of Americans maybe might revolt if Biden wins. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, it's just everything's fucked up to me. Democracy you know, has Concessions become... weren't always a thing. You know, there weren't always concessions between presidential uh, candidates. I guess in our lifetime, in my lifetime. Oh, yeah. in our lifetime it has been, yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I can't remember who started it. I think it started actually like in the 1920s or something is where the first yeah. person actually, I think it was the guy who was running against uh, Herbert Hoover was the first one to actually concede the election. And then it became a gentlemanly thing to do. But it's like you don't yeah. have to. The fact of the matter is, is that Trump doesn't have to ever concede. But once the inauguration comes around, he then becomes a trespasser in the White House and the U.S. Yeah. government is really good at removing people who trespass. If you've noticed anything that happened during the riots, they were really good about that kind of thing. But unless the <laughs> they people... put you in a little van and they drive away with you, and they Trump could wind up. And you know, I'm kind of wanting Trump to never concede because I really want to see that happen. That would be <laughs> fun. See him have to be taken away in a little van or something. It's like, Mr. President, we have come to take you out of the White House. Uh, it's time for you to go. You know, but no, no, no. It's like, no, I won this election. I won it. I have to tell you, may, maybe this is the thing that finally makes him crack, though. You know, maybe this loss is where he finally like has the complete nervous breakdown that he's been on the verge of since his many different bankruptcies and the losses of all his various different uh, business ventures that have all gone to hell and the uh, loss of his TV show. But here, but I'm curious, like, if we could actually predict where Trump will go from here. For example, Mitt Romney was saying that Trump is still going to be the current face of the Republican Party and one who will be very instrumental in uh, elections from this point on, for a while anyway. So where do you think Trump goes from this? Will people pay attention to him? Will people give him the time? Will he have a new network? Do you think he'll be a normal commentator on Fox News? Will he somehow continue to disrupt elections in the future it's almost like a rhetorical question i think it's so obvious that the 40 percent his base 
they're not even Republicans, some of them. They're libertarians or whatever. They love Trump. It's a cult of personality. He is definitely going to be a huge player in how the Republican Party operates. Right, but I had a number of questions there. So maybe one of them was rhetorical, but they weren't all rhetorical. No, first I of all, was rhetorical. First of all, Greg, do not say that Trump supporters are libertarian. No, I'm just <laughs> saying some are. Some that's fighting stuff. <laughs> they love Trump, though, like more than the party. They're not Republicans. Like they've gone so far away from traditional Republican values in the past four years because of Trump. And they they right, love so Trump. Who does? Those forty percent okay. of people. Well, he had a lot of independents on his side this time around. I know guys who were independent in the last election, and they didn't vote for him. But they came around to his side by the time this election came around. These are <laughs> guys. Are, these are guys who are independents. You know, they're not Republicans. They're not Democrats. You know, he won them over. Kept, so, with so performance. You know, maybe they. I mean, I don't know. I've been independent since I was first able to vote, and you know, I've always tried to just kind of straddle the fence and just go for who I thought could do a better job as an executive in this in this term in this uh particular job and uh you know with trump i couldn't get behind the guy even though he's probably a more independent person than any candidate that has run from either political party in terms of how he went against a lot of his base i mean the fact that evangelicals lined up behind this guy because he was able to give them the exactly the kind of lip service they wanted. And it was always just fascinating to me, considering he has no morality that they should be getting behind. You know, if any other president, especially like a Democrat, had paid off a porn star, just that one action, just that one freaking action, yeah, they would never have gotten behind that guy. But for like some Gary reason... Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't pay off a porn star. That's different. That was no, just I'm having saying. an affair. You know? yeah. I mean, you know, then there's the other thing. It's like there's 28 accusations against Trump, 28 lawsuits against women for abuse or sexual harassment or what have you. And, that's that's, be- and that's let's say that 20, 20 of them are wrong. That's because it, they don't care, Matt. And that's it, the fascinating thing about it is like you're they, the fact it. that they don't care. You're approaching it from the fact that charismatic Christians and the Christian right and that whole group actually cares about those things. They just don't. They just don't. Wait, they they only care. Well, no, they only care about abortion for some reason. That's like the sticking point, you know? And that's definitely what I've got from this whole thing. It's like they don't care about all the other, the moral turpitude of this guy. Just the fact that he will protect fetuses. Right. Well, Jesus talks about abortion like 50 times in the New Testament. Read your Bible, guys. I think, I think they, shouldn't, right. they can't really call him Jesus Christ anymore considering their political point of view. He has to be fetus Christ from now on. That is the... Is he crazy? His fetus Christ is who they worship and they believe in, and it's not really Jesus anymore. It's fetus. Fetus Christ. And you know, actually, that would be a good name for a, a guy in the South, actually, like in the... Uh, <laughs> Like Cletus, so the Cletus, Christ, <laughs> superstar. It's a whole new take on this, the the musical. It would be a different musical if that was the name of it. That'd be quite true. Oh. But yeah, I think that that's um, yeah. You can't qualify people anymore as Christians anymore. They're yeah. they're, they're fatuians. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to I, answer your question, Matt, I don't think Trump is going away. I think he's he's such a sociopath. He loves the limelight. Even when he wasn't for wasn't running for president, he was running around claiming, you know, Obama wasn't born in the United States and making right. press statements and all. He's not going to go anywhere. We're going to be listening to as, as much as as much as the media will cover him, which is the real question. Well, will they continue to cover him while he runs around the country doing his inane crazy shit? Because you know he's going to do that. Because everywhere he goes, he'll get a crowd. They stole the election from me. Ah, QAnon. Ah. And he's going to do that because it's just feeds. He's going to do this until the day he he strokes out and dies. What do you think the effect would be if it came out that Al Gore was actually QAnon? That's uh, that could be true. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody be, seems to. That could be true. I like that Greg has actually entertained that as a possibility. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe Al Gore is queuing on, and it would be like the greatest troll anybody could do on the Republicans is to have like some staunch, like Stacey Abrams is queuing on. What if it was Lady Gaga, someone like that? No, Al Gore, Cyrus. Al Gore is perfect because he could just go on. Well, I invented QAnon, and uh, <laughs> I was there at the beginning. I know all <laughs> the secrets of the internet. Man, <laughs> bear, pig is real. I think it'd be great. I think, I think you should. I think Al Gore should just run with it, just claim it and go. He's done it in the past. He invented <laughs> he, the internet. He did all these crazy things. He could be QAnon. You say all these crazy things. What else did he take credit for besides, you know? Uh well, let's see. He invented he the internet. He invented the internet. He suggested he lived with um, some celebrity, somebody that wrote a love story, and he claimed that they had wrote that book about him and his girlfriend at the time. There's been a lot of kind of kooky stuff he said. Oh, fascinating! I didn't, I hadn't heard about that one. Now, but I think Greg's probably said that too. You know, somebody wrote a book about him and that girlfriend. Did they? Oh my God, that happens every month. <laughs> constantly suing authors. <laughs> My life is endlessly fascinating. You are so litigious. It's the craziest thing. How many people you have lawsuits against in all walks of life, too. From millionaires to homeless people. I'm thinking about suing them all. What's that? I'm thinking about suing you soon. So lawyer up, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just let you take everything I've got. Mental cruelty. Nothing's in my name. It's all my wife's name. So you don't have to sue her, really. Okay. I could give you, like... um, I could give you like a uh, a duster I have in <laughs> as part of the settlement, you know. Or your laptop. To, which laptop? I have many laptops. Okay, I'm I'll give you the bro- you. I'll give you the broken one. <laughs> Do you guys think though that like uh, I think Trump, of course, could also run in twenty twenty four and win? I don't. He think could. He could be the new Grover Cleveland. Yeah. You know, Grover Cleveland's the only president in this country who lost his second election and then came back and won his third one. Yeah. If that makes sense. In other words, he ran a third time for president, but he lost the second one. So he had two non-consecutive terms as president. So I I get the concept. Yeah. Uh, The only thing thing I'm hopeful for is that he's so old at that point that, you know, he's just, but won't he be Biden's age then? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But that's he's a lot is. less healthy. He doesn't jog. He's an overweight, unhealthy man. So Biden do we jogs. do we take bets on whether Biden survives the next four years? 
Is that I ethical? I, <laughs> ethical? I, what? Have you I not listened to this podcast? I think he yeah. survives. My vote is he lives so four too. years. He'll make it the He's next four healthy. years. He's yeah, I don't know. Fine. I mean, it's like there are those signs of senility kicking in, you know. He won't talk much. <laughs> he could do what like Woodrow Wilson's wife did, which is basically like prop him up for events, and then she did all of the work for him. He could have like yeah. that machine in the first Star Trek episode that's just a green light for yes and no. He just sits behind this machine. Yes, no. <laughs> He'll be like oh my God, I need, Stephen Hawking. I need to I need to Photoshop that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that thing and put Biden's head in there. You're gonna do it as a gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yes. you can't do it as a meme. You'd have to do it as a GIF. Right. Mm. I think they'll get him back to our client, though. That we are, we're all about the client. Greg. No, we I know. I'm saying um, maybe the you know, steaming more... pile of democracy. This is what it's all about. You're right. It yeah. is all about steaming piles of what we're <laughs> what? talking about. But yes. I, what did you want to say? It does seem like the system has been broken for centuries. I mean, just the fact centuries. That, We've only been around yeah. for two. Yeah, it's pretty much... So you're saying it's been broken since the outset. Money has talked and bullshit has walked the whole time. It's pretty much been like... The fact that we have so many people in this country voting against their own self-interest, they're probably not. They're probably like, yeah, I want free health care. Most people do. Republicans want free health care or better health care. They want all these things for their kids. And yet somehow these things never trickle down to us it's still we're slaving away well let's Everyone's look at why let's level. look at why trump was so popular with the conservatives right for the most part it was because yeah. of what he did with it what they perceive he did with the economy so their their main point the thing that attracts him the most for the non-evangelicals is the fact that he seemed to be responsible for a huge boom in the economy and a huge boom in the stock market. And that matters much, much more than compassion, right? Yeah. That matters much, much more than people getting free things, right? Sure, it would be fantastic if we lived in a utopia where everybody could have free health care and every, anything you wanted, you know, and there, there was – no it's need to Europe. be able to figure out how to pay for it. No, it's not called Europe because Europe has its own issues too. We're living in a global economy and unfortunately we can't quite work out all of those specific things. For example, you know, if you look at like the Nordic countries, they attempted to do a major tax on the extraordinarily wealthy and it worked to an extent, but then they dialed back on it too. So it wasn't necessarily sustainable. So it's like, you know, you have to look at how can these happen. So it's it's really nice pie in the sky for Sanders to go, we're going to tax the upper 2%, and that would be great if it could actually happen, you know, and get all the money from them. But there will be some loophole that somebody will well, put in from the Senate or the House that will yeah, shut right. well, that thing down, you know. So there's, like, other things that have work. to change. What's that? I was going to say, wealth taxes don't work. That's why we need a value-added tax. Yeah. You know, and, and democracy is broken, though. That's why it wouldn't happen. Like most people would say, sure, these billionaires, they're not pumping their money back in the economy. They're they bought everything they want to buy. 
We can't really say democracy's broken. If you're going to say that, you're going to have to say that people are broken. And we know this is the truth. It's true, yes. Uh, The truth is that nearly everybody in this country is a broken mind of some kind. Uh So, you know, the fact is is that regardless of who becomes in charge, if you put a monkey in charge of something, you know, you could have a monkey in charge of democracy or a monkey in charge of communist country. It's still a monkey who's running things, you know. And what we do is we just keep electing monkeys. We keep electing people who aren't necessarily necessarily working in our best interest because that's the standard by which everybody seems to do things well not everybody but many people seem to do things you know and Mm -hmm. uh it becomes a problem so what's the best thing that can happen with that greg do we put you in charge do you think you could fix everything for everybody no so but but you you want to you want to i have everyone's best interest in heart i might fail yeah but trump has failed and he's a sociopath but i would try to do good things and maybe uh, they want to work okay. and maybe they work. Okay. I just want someone the in there who Wait, is this the kickoff for Greg 2024? I think we can yes, go it for is. it. I think it is. Greg is going for president. Greg is I'm going to the ball right now, guys. I'm going to go on an escalator and slowly ride down the escalator and what? you guys can announce. What the Ameri- what 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 voters need to do and what what we need to do to make democracy work again in all seriousness is until we reform the money side of how politics works, we're never going to solve this problem. Exactly. We have to change the economics. And whether you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, I think we can all agree that the problem with politics is, is it's too much money. There's too much money to stay in power. They're too motivated by the money. And money buys influence and all that sort of stuff. If we don't start getting smart and addressing those boring, grown-up issues like that, and stop talking about abortion and my right to carry a fucking gun, which is like fifth grade mentality, then we're never going to solve the problem. So that's an interesting point you're making, Brandon. So I'm curious, what when you say the money side of things, can you hone that down and make it a little more specific? Well, uh, smarter people than me at an organization called Represent Us have done a lot of that work. Represent.us. But some of the things are... Uh, limits to how much a campaign can take uh as radical as making all campaigns publicly funded uh that no one can like salary caps for politicians no one can have any more money than anybody else everybody has the same amount of money um lobby reforms how much money can a lobbyist give and what are the disclosures um the the revolving door of politicians who leave elected office and then become even more well-paid lobbyists that should stop. There's, there's a ton of different things to attack. Um, that's part of the problem. There's so many. It's like Ghidorah. There's like three, four, five, 20 heads. And it's like, which one do you chop off? You chop off this one and this one comes at you. It's like whack-a-mole. You know, what would you say would be the, the, the problem, though? What's it's that just get rid of TV ads, political ads. They're bullshit. Only rich. That's the reason why you have to be rich to become president or senator, because you have to pay for all those ads. Yeah. And it's not, they say it's freedom of speech, but then like, if, if that's the case, how come you get more freedom of speech than me? Cause I can't afford an ad. Even if you want to call it freedom of speech, it's, I can't afford a commercial. So why do you get more than me? That's not fair. Well, it's not, not even the commercials, but look at, you know, if you have a ton of money, you can travel to more States than the other person that's can true. too. Yeah. But someone uh, who wasn't a billionaire could run for president in the twenties. He could be like, I'm, I'm going to do interviews with newspapers. I'm going to travel the country in a bus. 
you could become president. Now you can't be president unless you're got billions of money coming in from donors or your own money. You gotta, you gotta buy those ads. I mean, if you don't have those ads, nobody's gonna. Nobody's so, Greg, gonna. you're suggesting that all television television ads get shut down. No, uh, political, and they're all lies too. Well, no, political, political television ads. ads. They're all propaganda. They're all bullshit. I yeah, really but it, it didn't work in Bloomberg's favor. I mean, he put billion, like a billion no. dollars into his ads, and he but it helped him a nothing. lot. He bought his way into the first Democratic debate. Remember, he, he did. Like, out, of, out of nowhere, he's all of a sudden, no, oh, Bloomberg's a contender. And Why? then Elizabeth Warren shut him down, and he didn't show up again. Yes, but yeah. he got in there. I, yeah. I wouldn't be at that debate if I said I wish I should be there. Well, you're in this debate, Greg, so you won. <laughs> this is just as good. This it is my booby prize. Just as relevant, I think. <laughs> Three of us jabbering to each other, and so, so maybe I, I two think, listeners in this entire world. Is this on CNN right now? Are we being <laughs> yeah, it's on CNN. I think Matt to answer your question that uh you didn't fully say was what do i think is the most important and i think what greg is talking about is most important i think if we don't start to even the playing field of how much money it costs to run for congress or run for senate or run for president then you're going to see as we've seen an increasing number of billionaires buying their way in yeah I mean, well, that, maybe that would be more. Maybe that would make it even more interesting. Is if we could get if we could get all the billionaires to run for office. We need to get all of them, though. It's like if you're a billionaire, you have to run for office, right? And then we can get them all lined up. And then if you get the right sniper, we can take them all out. This is one of the best ideas you've ever had, Matt. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, so so of the all billionaire the firing squad. It would be a great TV show. Okay, so billionaires for president. Who do you choose? Of the billionaires you can think of, which billionaire would you choose to be president and why? I'm trying to have the billionaires I can think of. I'm just trying to figure out how many billionaires I know. Well, you know who I would say. I think Trump's a billionaire, right? Is Tom Steyer a billionaire? Yes. Steyer is? Yep. He'd be an interesting choice. Um, well, Trump is not, not, a billionaire. not to say that that's anything against him. I think Tom Steyer was a decent dude, but um, he, he made his money in oil. Okay. I'm thinking Warren Buffett is the one I would vote for of the billionaires. Good choice. Yeah. That's a very good, solid choice. He's kind of old. Yeah, yeah. But kind of really you, old. I'll give you guys one guess who I would vote for. You can, of, of billionaires, Greg? You'd, you vote, for, you'd vote for Trump. Bruce no, Wayne. George, of course, George Soros, because I'm a radical. Oh, Soros. I forgot about Soros. Soros. Yeah. I, you know, if, if he's another one who wouldn't survive his term. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, although Soros is probably already taxidermied, as far as we know, I don't know that so, he actually lives. So mine is uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is he a billionaire? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, he would be like a little more forward thinking about some things. I don't really know enough about the guy. I just know what people say about him, but I don't really yeah. know him. I haven't like watched any videos of his and. I don't know. I look at his face, and he reminds me of Jared Kushner a little bit. So it kind of, you know. Yeah, no, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. I mean, um, just a little bit, you know. There's like that that clean shaven younger fellow who shouldn't be where he is. Type you of guys thing. are forgetting the easiest choice here. Ivanka. Oh, is she who? a billionaire? She's pretty fucking rich. I don't know what. She, she's Oprah. He said Oprah. Oh, Oprah. that would be my that would be my wife's vote for sure. Oprah. Yeah. yeah. I never, uh, I never watched her show, so I never understood her popularity. She's um, a great woman. 
I know she's she a, she gave a lot of things away, which made people happy. Yeah, you know she's a nice she's a nice lady. She's been very successful. She she puts out a very, you know, positive, optimistic, take care of yourself sort of message. You know, I, I get the fascination. I just like Elon Musk because he's the closest thing we have to Tony Stark. <laughs> he is. I don't think I would want Tony Stark as president. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I suggest, Matt, if you haven't, and you don't have to certainly watch the whole thing. There's a there's a, about a two hour Joe Rogan interview mm-hmm. with Elon Musk. It's pretty interesting to watch. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah, I would he have seems, to get over my distaste for Joe Rogan to do that, though. That's that's fine. Joe Rogan yeah. is pretty much just interviewing him, but yeah. he does seem like he's from another planet. He <laughs> he has a no. I'm not even kidding. He has kind of a not totally human sort of vibe so if we get if we're doing a hypotheticals here so regardless of how much money somebody has let's just throw that off off the table right if Mm. uh if everything was equal of all the people you know in the world or aware of in the world who would you want to be president of the united states of america let's end the episode on this particular bit of speculation you know what i'm gonna say i have no idea what you're gonna say you really you're going to say baby Ketten? Bernie Sanders. But of anybody in the world, you'd pick Bernie Sanders? Oh, anybody. Well, so I'm, you. Yeah, oh, I'm, you, talking, I'm, I'm not. No, no. Matt. Matt Bocci. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. We have, to, we have to qualify anybody with anyone who's, like, kind of interested. Like, the no, guy no, no, at the no, pizza no, shop. No qualification. No, Matt. I don't want any one. qualification. I'm just saying all things being equal. But based anybody on that you based on you and who you feel you would want to be the leader of the country for you based on anybody you know could be anybody There's, you know do, do i have to know them well or no. you're aware of okay dave Chappelle. so dave Chappelle should be the, <laughs> the country. oh that would be the best country to live in well he would certainly do the most entertaining state of the union speeches yeah oh yeah i and, and and Dave's got a real like good good view on a lot of things, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean he, he he actually ran into trouble on one of those Netflix specials because he showed some support for Trump's ideas, even though he's not a Trump follower. But he no. and he like got shot and he, he shot down and people were and he was like, I don't care what you people try to do to me. He's mm-hmm. like, you can't cancel me, you know. <laughs> so I I like his attitude. That's an interesting concept of Chappelle as president, though. I don't know. How that would fly, but it would certainly be incredibly entertaining. You said anybody, regardless of any consideration. Right. I think, yeah. Well, no, I think that's your choice. You know, I think that's a fascinating idea. So, Matt, Greg, what's your choice? I'm still thinking about it. So, you were saying Oprah Winfrey still, Greg? Or this should be pretty damn good. I bet she obviously is pretty smart and canny. She runs this empire, this financial empire. She she's got some wits about her, and she's a very kind, seems seemingly very. Nobody has anything bad to say about her. She's a great lady. Not like Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. <laughs> Rhymes with rich, that one. Yeah. Rhymes with rich? Yeah, that's an old reference to George Bush, uh, Barbara Bush. Remember that? She said about some congresswoman, like, oh, I don't want to say the word, but it rhymes with rich. Instead of saying, <laughs> calling her a bit. Oh, got it. You okay. remember that? Uh, well, not, I don't remember that reference, but I probably... If, you don't need to. If it and was I put in front of me, I'd probably remember it in some way. All right, so I, I need only, to come up with somebody. Who would I... I only, 
want to my lead only, the country. No, go ahead. My, my only thing on the Oprah thing is why I mentioned Ellen DeGeneres. Until like whatever, a year or two ago, everyone thought Ellen DeGeneres was just America's sweetheart. She was just yeah. a lovable lesbian in everybody's living room. And now she's some kind of monster bitch. Was that because she was like seen with George Bush at a baseball game? Was that what caused that to happen? That no, it was, didn't hurt help. It didn't help, but that wasn't it. It was because a lot of people who worked on her show said it was like toxic and was mean and she wasn't as loving, as kind as, she, you know, they told her, don't look at her, don't look her in the eyes as she's coming down the hallway because it pisses her off. Just stuff like that came out. None of it really all that big of a deal, in my opinion, or substantiated. But there was enough people that said enough shit about it that they went, well, there must have been something. And then she apologized and said, hey, I'll fix it. I'm just saying, does Oprah have those skeletons? Are we just waiting for them to be released? Well, she was a a local TV news anchor in Baltimore is how she kind of got started. So normally all those local TV news anchors do a lot of sleeping with the cameramen. So I'm assuming that those particular skeletons would come out. This is not even a true myth. How do you know, Greg? How do you know? No, I didn't make it up because it has a basis in one factual moment where I had somebody who I knew who was friends with one of the cameramen, and he would like to point out on TV which of the anchor women he had slept with. So that's basically where that's basically where fun. I had taken that concept from. So I just thought it would be funny to throw it out. So did you pick a person, Greg, of who you would want to be the leader of the free world? He said Oprah it's, Winfrey. No, I that was Oprah. earlier. Did you say Oprah? Those are billionaires. Off the top of my head, without thinking about it too hard, yeah, Oprah would be fine. Okay, I've made up my mind, and uh, I've decided it's going to be Blake Shelton. Why? <laughs> Who the He's fuck a country is singer, Blake right? Shelton? <laughs> Blake Shelton is uh, probably one of the most uh, popular country singers uh, for the last 10 years or so, currently. And uh, I've watched him a lot on The Voice, and the guy, um, he, he just cracks me up. And I think that he would actually be a good leader because he has like these various different personas that he puts on for people. Anyway, Blake so the, is he the one that's married to Gwen Stefani? He's dating her, yeah. Dating her, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I, I know who you're talking about. The the fact that he could get some girl from Southern California to even look at him twice and still be with him for a couple of years is kind of phenomenal, honestly. Considering she went out with. Gavin, whatever the fuck is. Yeah, but considering how much of a hick Shelton actually is, and Shelton, don't get me wrong, he's an incredible hick, you know. <laughs> but he was just mentioning, I was watching the recent episode of The Voice, and he was saying, um, he goes, I would run for mayor in Mushatingo, but I have a feeling that I'd probably lose, and my mother would never talk to me again if I lost. So it's like that type of self-effacingness is kind of what I would like to see in a presidential candidate one of these days. Anyway, so that being the case, we've uh, definitely walked into a steaming pile of democracy. And I think we should probably discuss our next episode. We should probably have nothing to do with elections or anything serious for our next uh, episode. And something should be on trial because we haven't taken anything to trial in a while. So what should we well, you know, you said that as a joke last week, and we've slightly no, entertained it. Wasn't a joke. Well, you were drunk off your ass when you brought it up. He's it a cultural a icon. Right, but what – I just don't know about holding an entire episode about Batman would be able to okay, be done, okay. except a bunch of comic book geeks, and you're the only one who really is. 
I could talk about it a bit, but I don't know that I would put it Batman on trial. Other than he bad, he good, done. My my Batman trial would be you know about like Michael Keaton versus Val Kilmer versus George Clooney. I mean versus Christian Bale versus versus Christian Bale. I mean versus Ben Affleck versus who's the new guy now? Robert Pattinson is that his name? Pattinson. Robert Robert Patterson, who's actually a pretty goddamn good actor. Yeah, I was actually surprised to find that out after the Twilight movies that he could actually act pretty well. Did you see the uh, Lighthouse? No, no, but I saw clips of it. He looked interesting with him and Willem Dafoe. Oh, it's a fucking fantastic movie. Put the kids and the wife to bed and watch it. <laughs> so what were you saying, Greg? I was saying, see, I, I can already hear a lively debate happening for an hour and a half. We don't have to. No. I don't know. I don't know. That's something that that, I think Brandon and I have to kind of sort of enjoy the topic a little bit. Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, why stop there? Just go to Sandman. Let's get even more esoteric. (laughs) I don't know, but the the new Aquaman is hot. Let's just, come on, let's just. He's a good looking guy, yeah. He is a good looking guy. Well, you know, he was the new Conan the Barbarian, too. I bet you guys don't remember that. Really? I don't know that. Yeah, he was the guy who came out in 2011 as Conan, was that, whatever his name is. What is his name, anyway? Something, Mosa, Mimosa, Samuel. Jason, Jason Momoa, that's it. Jason Momoa, yeah. there you go. You know, the fact Thank is you. about that guy, though, is that, you know, he makes a striking presence on screen. He's good at action sequences, but he really can't act himself out of a shoebox. I've seen him. I'm in, sure that's you know, true. I've seen him in different roles, and he's just nice guy. I've seen interviews with him, but just not a great actor. I don't want him to act with me. I just want him to look into my eyes. <laughs> He's so dreamy. I want to look at his text. His yeah. Washboard <laughs> well, you know he's married to Lisa Bonet, right? What? I well, know. good for him. <laughs> I think she's got to be about ten years older than him. Too. I was gonna say she's. I was gonna say she's got to yeah. be older than him by right. at least well, she five was years. Married to Lenny Kravitz for a while, right. right? Well, she later married Jason Momoa, and he was one of the hottest men in the world. She's. She knows how to pick men. I suppose, or vice versa. Maybe they picked her. Who knows? It could be both. It could mm-hmm. be neither. It could be all done by lottery. It could be by vote. All right. So, um, what Lisa are we talking Bonet. Lisa we Bonet talk on about trail. Maybe about, we should, um, we should talk we about old sitcoms that are um, something that couldn't air today. Maybe that should be our I like episode that. next week as we talk about sitcoms that would not be politically correct in our day and age. I was we just going to details about that or something. I like. I it. was just talking about that with Bridget, my daughter, who's twenty-five now. Maybe she can be our guest. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. But because Greg, she, on. she was yeah. not, she was not familiar with All in the Family, and she was a little like, "Oh my god, I, I should know this." But that's a show that I go, God, I don't know if that would make it on TV right now. Right. Well, you know, a lot of those shows. Yeah. A lot of, even like MASH, I don't think could fly either because they had a lot of things on that show that definitely were touching on interesting boundaries at the time. Well, trans yeah. people would be really pissed. About oh, yeah. Because of Jamie Farr. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah because he was, he was culturally appropriating them. He was a fake trans. Yes, just to get out of the military. To get out yeah. of the military because being a trans meant you were crazy. Right. Which it did back then. It's section 9 or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Section 8 or whatever it is. Section well, 8, I, I think, is housing. I love the topic. Section 8 is housing. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> in your Section 8 in the military, you end up in bad housing. Anyway. You end up in the ghetto. <laughs> All right. So, I, I think I'll come up with something profound and pithy to end off our episode of uh, the steaming pile of democracy. And I don't think it's going to be anything really exciting whatsoever, which is don't take any wooden nickels. What? This has been the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker Computer Telecast, where any advice has been designed purely for amusement and deep-sea diving. Please take a candy on your way out, pet the lion tamer, and subscribe to this computer telecast if you know it's good for you. The Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker deny all culpability in today's events and are not to be confused with real law offices that have a secretary and books and stuff. Thank you all. Have a good day.